is a good word. A good word. A good word. I don't, I left one person, another person out, and I'm not trying to look over anyone here because we all have been a testimony. Pastor, I call her Pastor Nita. She, I, I got it in my heart, and I've been saying that, but Nita is a great teacher. She is a great teacher, and we don't hear her enough. I want her to blow her trumpet because we no, I want you to blow your trumpet, not like that either, with the words that come out of your mouth because she is a great testimony. We want to just praise you and glorify you for it. Uh, Brother Pastor Steve, are you ready to come up? Amen. Pastor Steve is going to come up as another one of our pastors to deliver the word today. A man after God's own heart, a zealous man, a caring man, and a faithful man of God. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Today we have a message from the Lord, and we always, like we always say, thank you, Brother Jeffrey. God always give us two messages. He give you a message first for yourself. And then, I heard somebody say three. Y'all know I'm a sound engineer, so I hear sound. And he give you a message for his people. Amen? I'm going to take this off. Well, today is it's a good day. It's a good day. Amen, amen. We thank God for everybody that's um, um, here in the congregation. We thank God for all the folks that, that's online, that's listening online. We thank God um, for our pastor. We thank God for the visitors. Glad you're here. You could have been to a number of places here in Baytown. We really appreciate um, God for you. And we also thank God for his people. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you right now. We glorify your name. We give you glory and we give you praise for today, God. We thank you for all things, God. We thank you for a mind to serve you. We thank you for a mind, God, to be honest and upfront with you, God. We thank you for having a mind to save. We're hurting. hurting. Let us say we're hurting. Father, let us say also, God, if we need help, let us say we need help, God. Father, we know you don't get no glory in pride. So we bless your name, God. And we thank you right now, God, for this word on to this morning, God. Let it encourage, let it build up your people, God, which you intended for it to do. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray, God. Let us not leave like we came. Amen. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Y'all doing all right? Today, um, we're going to talk about a, a serious issue. Not dealing with issues that we have. And if you think about it, at the raise of everybody's hand, how many of you have issues in here? 
Who have issues in here? If nobody have issues in here, keep your hand down. Hey, I'm going to come over there where you are and find out what you're doing. Everybody have issues. And the, the amazing thing, though, a lot of the people that we read about in the Bible, guess what? They had issues, too. But I think a lot of times when we're looking and we're studying the word, we don't see that. We probably look at the big grand things they've done. But at the same time, these very same people that God used in a mighty way, they had some serious challenges. So today, we're just going to kind of look at and do an overview and look at some things that, um, in comparison of what they've done, how they responded, how they reacted to things, and it's really no different than how we do things now. It's really no difference if you think about it. So we're gonna, I'm going to read three scriptures here. We're going to read the first one in Exodus 2 and 11 and 12. Exodus 2, verse 11 and 12. And we're going to go to Matthew 26, 33 through 35. And then we're going to go to Matthew chapter 14, verse 30. When you get there, say amen. Amen. As it reads, Exodus, verse 2, 11 through 12. One day after Moses had grown into adulthood, it happened that he went to his countrymen and looked with compassion at their hard labor. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his countrymen. He turned to, to look around to see if no one was looking. I'll say it that way. He killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Boy, don't that sound like some of us? Okay, Matthew chapter 26, verse 33 and 35. Chapter 26, verse 33 through 35. You there? Peter replied to him, Though they all fall away because of you and doubt and disown you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, I assume you and most solemnly say to you, this night before the rooster croaks, crows, you will completely deny me three times. Peter said to Jesus, even if I have to die with you, I would not deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Matthew chapter 14, verse 30. It says, but when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened, and he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So you see, you see the imperfections of the people we read about, and it's just just a, a few. It's not even a whole lot of them. So when we begin to start teaching and sharing God's word, we always have to have this in mind. There are others 
that had imperfections. But for some reason, why do we walk around and try to act like this thing is perfect? Why? Here's the thing. You walk around, or I'm going to be personal. I walk around, especially in my beginning days in the Lord. Boy, y'all. Boy, I was a firecracker boy. Boy, if you didn't hear me preach about Jesus, you going to hell. But guess what? Over time, I really began to realize some things. The very thing that we think that you're never going to experience serving the Lord, lo and behold, guess what? The very things that I preached and taught and, and shared with, as a Christian, went through the same thing. So it, it allowed me to be able to really change the way I perceive and think about things when it pertains to the word of God. And I'm going to tell you why. We all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. So once we get that in our minds, you begin to start treating people totally different. And it's not like you're sending somebody to hell. You're not being so, you know, judgmental. Y'all know how we do. You know, don't, you know, don't act like we don't do it. We do it. But here's the thing. I think a lot of times it's just a lot of things we deal with is unresolved problems. Unresolved issues, unresolved problems. It could be frustration. And if you think about frustration, what frustration does for a lot of us? We, somebody said, bring your blood pressure up. That's a real good one now. And what happens, too, when we don't deal with this stuff, when it do come out, guess what, y'all? It come, boy, I'm, it's, just, it's almost like putting an uh, egg in a microwave. It get everywhere on everything. And one of the things, too, um, the Lord shared with me about how important it is to be able to deal with those things that we deal with or to deal with those things that we have not deal with. The other day I was cleaning my microwave and, well, and the night, that night, I had, I cooked some, something I cooked, I cooked some, um, some gravy. I put some gravy, frozen gravy, of course. Put it in a, a cup, a glass, put it in there just to get the get it, you know, to room temperature temperature so I can use it. Boy, before you know it, I hit the microwave, put I think I put it on sixty seconds sixty sixty seconds. And I thought it wasn't gonna I thought it wasn't, I thought it was just gonna melt. But that joker psh, popped over everything. I was like, golly. And so what happened? It was time to eat. I said, you know what? I'll get back to it later. i get back to it later. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat. Had good intentions to go back. Very good intentions. But guess what? Didn't make it back until the next day. <laughs> so when I got back the next day, I realized some things. And as I was beginning to start cleaning this microwave, the Lord began to start speaking to me about some things. 
he began to start think begin to start helping me think about things as if it's just like when you have grits, you cook the grits, you take the grits out, and if you don't wash the pot, what happens? It starts getting it stick. The longer it's staying there, the harder it's gonna be it's gonna be harder for you to get it out. And so that's what happened a lot of times in our lives. A lot of times these things, if we don't deal with them, if we don't deal with them, what's going to happen, they're going to be harder to get rid of. It's going to be harder to overcome. So, and as I, you know, cleaned this microwave, oh, I was, I started, I said, man, it ain't but one day. It was hard. I had to get the lid um. Baby, what you call that thing on the end? The, the, the lid sponge. What's this? The, the rough end. Boy, I had to, you know, I was, you know, started off with the soft end. The soft end wasn't getting it, so I just flip it over. So I was rubbing that joker, boy. I was rubbing. I said, man, boy, just one day. So just imagine those things that we never dealt with in years. Boy, I'm going to tell you. It's very hard to be able to get out of something or do something that you've been doing for a long time if and when you detect. Even if when you detect it, if you wait so long, you can detect it. What I'm just simply saying today, just ignore it. Don't ignore it. But so many times we ignore things. And as we ignore things, it doesn't make anything and anybody any better, not even yourself. So think about this here. What are you going to do different? Since we know at the show of hands that we all have issues. What are we going to do about it now? What are we going to do? Are we going to just, you know, put some cover over it? Cover it up. Or, you know, I hear so many people may say a lot of times, oh, I'm just that way. But guess what? Something happened to make you that way. Or something happened that made you that way. Here's the thing. We're in this thing to serve God and love God with all our heart. But But here's the challenge, though. The challenge is being able to evaluate and make a really honest assessment, which means give a good, real, honest evaluation of ourselves. And here's the thing. Some of us don't like evaluation already. You know, you work hard, you know, throughout the year and at the end of the year, evaluation time. They're looking at what all you've done to change, or what have you done to enhance or make this company better? So, and if you haven't did did your best, guess what? Don't expect a good evaluation. Don't expect a good evaluation. But the, the short version of what I'm trying to say is you have to be honest with yourself. And the thing I love about God, he always, he don't necessarily tell somebody that what you're doing, he tell you. He tell you what you're doing. 
And here's the thing. Our mirror is our scripture. We look at, if we look at ourselves, you know, we ignore it. It's like the scripture says, you look at yourself, you see yourself in the mirror, then put it down and go back, go about your own merry way. It doesn't help you. And if you think about it, it really hurts you in the long run. In the long run, it really hurts you. So for frustration. When we ignore things, we become frustrated. We begin to start acting unseemly. We start acting like somebody that people don't recognize when we get upset or frustrated. And here in this case, one of the cases here, our first scripture in Exodus, Moses got so frustrated he killed somebody. He killed somebody. So y'all see how frustration can, can, can cause you to take a man out if you don't deal with something. So my, my, my plea today is don't ignore. Begin to start dealing with things. And what happened when you don't deal with things, it begins to start affecting everybody around you. Have you ever um, um, spilled some? What do I want? Uh, spill some uh, Kool Aid? Spill some Kool Aid? I'm talking about on the floor. And then when people walk by, they act like they don't see. They just they walk right on in, and then they get to begin to start tracking it all over your house or whatnot. But it's something similar to Kool-Aid when you don't deal with things. What's going to happen is going to begin to stick. It's going to begin to get all, all over your house, all on your floor. If you got, don't have no white carpet. Well, I don't know too many black people have white carpet, but but don't let it get on your carpet and it began to, I mean, it, it, it becomes a hassle. It began to, to have an ha it began to start causing a hassle for you to be able to try to go back and fix those things that we know that are not right. And here's the thing. I'm not here to judge nobody. I'm just here to help myself. And to help you. Or just to make us to be more aware of what needs to be done. And I think so many times, you know, we've been trained, especially in the church, been trained to, to, to be and act a certain way. I remember back in the day, you know, people would say, well, you can't go to church until you have a suit on. Or what they say, black and white. Black pants, white shirt. Black shoes, black socks. Yeah, you want to present yourself in a way, but if you don't have it, don't even worry about it. But uh, what I'm saying, the way that the church sometimes have made people perceive them to be, or you have to be a certain way when you come in, it's all wrong. Jesus don't care nothing about no suit. He don't care nothing about no dress. He don't care nothing about all that. Only thing he's concerned about is the condition of your heart. 
condition of your heart. Now, here's the thing now. Don't get this twisted what I'm saying now. Now, if you, I can't even say that. If you go somewhere presentable beside your church, why wouldn't you not come to church the same way? Why wouldn't you? And I'm not talking about clothes, but I'm just saying, however you, whatever and however you go other places, appropriate, clean, sharp, especially, you know, back in the day, you know, we go to the club, boy, we suit up, boy. We suit up. Some of us have three-piece on, boy. Some of us leaning hard, boy. Cat Daddy with a cane. With a cane. But the thing is, just be mindful when we, when we do things and, and when we present the things, you know, uh, when we come to church, come the same way as if you would go somewhere else. But I, I kind of got off. But, but, but first, being frustrated, boy, here yeah, I am the number one person. When you look up frustration in your dictionary, you're going to see me. But I'm honest with myself. I'm really honest with myself. When I'm dealing with things, sometimes, you know, from work, from people, some things we, I just have an issue with. Just like you. I'm going to put you in that too. We have issues with a lot of things that's unresolved, and it's not nobody else's fault. It's why some things that's in me that I never dealt with. And one of the most important things that you can realize is this. When you see your own faults, that's good. That's good. But it's so easy, y'all, to point the finger and say, oh, it's your fault. Or you the cause of this. You the cause of that. No, no, it's always it always come back to self-evaluation. And another thing, too, um, in Matthew chapter 26, 33 and 35, sometimes we think we all, we have it all together. Peter thought he had it all together, y'all. That boy say, not me, Lord, somebody else, but not me. Not me. But you really think about it. We do the same thing. Lord, you know, just, I'm going to say it this way. Just in general things, we always say what we're going to do or what we're not going to do. But we end up doing that thing that we say we're not going to do. That's what we end up doing. So once we realize that, we have some challenges there. If we go through life not dealing with issues or not dealing with um, certain situations, in this, in this case, self-righteousness, it, it's not me, it's somebody else. Or I would never do that. I would never. How many times we have ever seen it? Lord, if you get me out of this, 
I never do it again. Come on now. I never do that again, Lord. I never, never. Lord, please help me get out of this. Boy, and before you know it, at the end of the night, Lord, can you forgive me again? That's just the way a lot of times when we don't deal with things. We are constantly repeated over and over and over again. It's just like with some of our kids. We tell our kids, we get frustrated with our kids. We tell them something and they ignore it and go do it. They go do their own thing. And then when they come look at you with, with reindeer eyes, like what? What I do? Man, you didn't follow the instructions. So what I'm saying a lot of times we want to be compassionate and loving, but what, what the, the point I'm trying to drive is being in a position, being, be able to understand, not just understand, but be able to, when we're in situations, when we do things over and over and over, it's it just we need to just at some point just get tired. And here's the thing, that's why God, it takes God to come and help us to deliver us from these things. Because we've tried to do it on our own. Don't work, y'all. How many times y'all have done something on y'all own and, and y'all had good intentions? Oh, oh yeah, it's going to work. What happened? You be like, uh, somebody said, I have made it worse. In most cases, that's what happened. And not only that, Think about this here. Think about when Jesus asked, I believe that was Peter. When he asked him, he said, you know, look, come on. Come on. Know that song, come on in the room. Jesus is mine. Uh-huh. Yes. So, so Jesus telling some of us, or all of us, to come on. What happens a lot of times? I think a lot of times when we when when we when we look at our own imperfections, we look at God that way. We think God treats us like we treat ourselves. That ain't the case. He's trying to help us to. Get us to a certain point so we can be able to get delivered and move on with his plan. But if you think about it, how many of y'all ever been scared about something or somebody scared you in a way, boy, you're like, boy, don't be doing that, boy. You scared me, boy. Don't. Grown men are scared too. Don't even try. Yeah. So, in this case, being able to step in places or do something that's totally different. And then throughout our lives, we never been we never really deal with with the, the things that we are afraid of. And as we begin to start stepping out and doing things that God wants us to do, 
we be tripping on stuff. Well, we be scared and nervous, and I can't do this, and let's let somebody else do it, and why me, and why not you? God needs somebody. He need a willing vessel. So don't be afraid when sudden fear, when things try to distract you. You know what? If you close your eyes, let's say the, the very thing that you probably most fearful of, looking at it, you can be afraid of it. But when you close your eyes, not knowing when it's going to come, you might have a little different perspective on it. You might think about it a little bit different. But the minute you see it, when you see it, when you look at, look at it in your eyes, and you want to run, somebody say you can't hide. Whoever you are and whatever those things that we ignore in our life, sooner or later, they're going to come back up. If we don't deal with them. If we don't deal with them, they will come back up. They will be Knocking on our door. <laughs> Knocking on our door. And I think a lot of times in this case, in Matthew chapter 14 and 30, when you see and, and look at those things, you're like, okay. How in the world I'm going to do this? It's just like here in the scripture. It paralyzed some of us. The scripture said that as Jesus was telling him to come on, the scripture said that he began to start sinking. So all the times I've seen somebody sink, and I ain't never seen nobody sink in quicksand, but on the movies, they standing still. So as you stand still, Paralyzed means standing still. You can't do nothing. You have no mobility. You, you can't do anything. It, it's thing is so got so much fear and it have you so afraid, you can't do anything about it. Won't move. You can move, but you think about business, you think about trying to do something, you know, beyond the way you think about things. I have my challenges too. And one of those things that I think I've mentioned this before, I would do public speaking, but that ain't one of my things I love to do. Hands be sweating. Pacing the flow. And Lord, don't let the itinerary or gender change on the, on the oh Lord. Normally when they send out agendas, you have an agenda. You normally stick with it. Oh, yeah, change the plans. What? I, I, I prepare for just this. Not this other stuff that you're trying to get me to do now. So then I'm here, I'm tripping again. I'm like, golly, boy. But lo and behold, y'all, it's a light side to this story. Once you take yourself out of it and say, you know what, Lord, Help me deliver me. Help me, this very thing that I teach about, 
this very thing I live about, help me apply it, and that's the problem. We hear so much word day in and day out, and we never put no application behind it. So what I begin to start doing, I say, Lord, in this particular situation here, Lord, you have to help me. I begin to start acting like Moses. Lord, I don't talk right. Lord, my speech don't sound like theirs. God said, I don't care nothing about all that. Say, man, just get up here and just, just, you'll be all right. I got you. But why is it God have to constantly remind us that he has us? Why? Think about this here. Our kids, I, I always kind of use an example with kids. When our kids come to us about certain things that we think is crazy, uh, Daddy, can I eat some cereal? What? Son, of course you can eat some cereal. That sounds crazy, don't it? But he have to realize that he can go eat cereal. Now, with my boy, he eat all the cereal if I let him go. But for the most part, go and eat what you want. It's there to eat. But I think a lot of times when we don't realize um, who we serve, it can, we can have a breakdown of communication and trust. Why? Because I don't have enough confidence to realize and know God is with me. I don't care what anything and everything that we decide we want to do. As long as we put God first, and I'm not saying literally any and everything. I'm just saying things, those things that are going to give God glory. Once we begin to start putting him first, you begin to start seeing these things, these challenges that we have, these things we ignored over the years, they become better. One thing you have to realize is this. Like I said before, admit that you have a problem. Never can ev nothing can ever get done if we never admit it. Never. Ignore it. It'll keep, it'll keep running the same cycle. Seek counseling. The very things that you're having issues with, Talk to somebody about it. Get some professional help. We have pastors and leaders here can help you. Seek counseling. Or if you don't feel comfortable here, just get some help somewhere. And most importantly, God is always there. It's just a matter of us opening our minds. And saying, Lord, deliver me from this here. Because, again, if you ignore these things, you're not helping yourself, nor you're helping the folks that love and care about you. Make a difference in your life. Be the change that you want to see. Amen? Thank God for his word. Amen.
At this time, we're going to go ahead and um, have our offering at this time. Play a little music here for you.